Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the new vaccine mandates for hundreds of thousands of workers in California, New York City, and the VA, America's largest healthcare system, as COVID cases surge among the unvaccinated. The ultimatum from the government. Get your shot or face weekly testing. And hospitalized patients with a warning tonight. Everybody says it's kind of like a, a cold. Well, this is a little more than a cold that I got. Plus, vaccinating kids as young as five. The news tonight from Pfizer and Moderna with the new school year just weeks away. America's rocky start. What gymnastics sensation Simone Biles is saying about the pressure she's under as a typhoon turned tropical storm threatens Tokyo. California's largest wildfire explodes, tearing through neighborhoods and forcing thousands of families to scramble. Is the intense heat and extreme drought caused by climate change? Investigating the Capitol assault, a new committee prepares for its first hearing on the deadly January 6th attack. Breaking news, President Biden announces the end of combat missions in Iraq. Red tide crisis, what's causing the toxic algae as thousands of dead fish wash ashore along the Gulf Coast. Jet fuel shortage, what does it mean for your next flight? And a life-changing invention designed by high school students to help their teacher. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with the new push to get more Americans vaccinated as the nation's top infectious disease doctor warns the U.S. is moving in the wrong direction. Now, local governments are taking matters into their own hands. We actually learned today that New York City will require all 400,000 city workers to get shots or face weekly testing. And California will begin checking proof of vaccination for all of their state employees. And then the Department of Veterans Affairs became the first federal agency to require vaccinations for its health care workers. And there is some positive news. Vaccinations are up nearly 14 percent in the last week, meaning the message that the shots could help stop the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant might be working. We have team coverage of the pandemic. CBS's David Begno is in hard hit Mississippi. But CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead us off from Florida, which now leads the country in new infections. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. The University of Florida Health System here in Jacksonville is seeing more COVID-19 patients now than at any other time during the pandemic. At one point last month, they had only 14 COVID-positive patients. Now there are 178. More than 90 percent are unvaccinated. And doctors fear we may not see the peak of this surge until September. What has this been like for you? 62-year-old Curtis Sanderlin recently lost his wife to covid now he, too, is battling to survive. Did you get the vaccine, the shot? No, none, no, sir. Is there a reason why you decided that no, not to I haven't decided not to get it. I just have you know, I've been contained. You haven't gotten around to it. Right. More than one out of every five new COVID cases in the U.S. are in Florida. The state's cases jumped 60 percent in one week. We're going in the wrong direction. If you look at the inflection of the curve of new cases, it is among the unvaccinated. If we don't vaccinate people, the model is going to predict that we're going to be in trouble as we continue to get more and more cases. Today, a groundbreaking announcement from the president. The lingering impacts of long COVID, including brain fog and chronic pain, are now covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Meanwhile, Pfizer and Moderna are both weighing expanding the size of their vaccine studies in kids as young as five, reportedly at the urging of the FDA. And Dr. Anthony Fauci now says the CDC is considering revising mask recommendations, even for the unvaccinated. Today, more than 50 health organizations, including the American Medical Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics, are now calling for all health care workers to be required to be vaccinated. Back here at the University of Florida Health System in Jacksonville, only 50 percent of all workers are fully vaccinated. Chad Nielsen is director of infection prevention. They consume the same news, they consume the same social media as others, and they're just as susceptible to some of the misinformation and things like that in the communities. But the surge fueled by the more contagious Delta variant is not just affecting the unvaccinated. Elective surgeries are already being paused at our institution and across the city. And so we're literally putting off medical procedures that people do need uh, because our hospital's filled with unvaccinated people. Like Curtis Sanderlin, who now has this message for the vaccine hesitant. Take it, take it, do the right thing. Manuel Bohorquez, CBS News, Jacksonville. I'm David Begno in Jackson, Mississippi. 89% of the hospitalized COVID patients statewide are not vaccinated. 27-year-old Nathan is one of them. I thought maybe that since I I didn't have any underlying conditions, that wasn't as big of a risk to me. Nathan is married and has a three-year-old. He says he got infected at work. Did you have some buddies before you got sick who thought the virus was a joke or not a big deal? I guess a little bit, but 
You know, everybody says it's kind of like a, a cold. Well, this is a little more than a cold that I got. He says that he and his wife were vaccine hesitant because of concerns about infertility. But now he says he wants the vaccine. I uh, will be after this as soon as I can. can. Currently, there is no indication that the vaccines cause infertility. And tonight, Nathan's wife told us she spoke with her doctor, and now she wants the vaccine, too. We had no idea. This is William Ball. William had a heart attack on June 29th. Nine days later, he contracted COVID. Today, he is bedridden. Alicia is his wife. How badly has COVID ravaged his body? Extremely bad. He can't even get up. He can sit up on the side of the bed for a minute and a half. That's it. And this is the rock of our family. This is the love of my life, and I'm really scared. William, who also has diabetes, was not vaccinated. He will get the vaccine when he gets out of the hospital. When he said, I want that vaccine, tell me what you're thinking. He's got to get out of the hospital first. William got infected when he went to his church pastor's funeral. It turned out to be a super spreader event. Uh, William is no longer infectious, but he's still here. And I called his wife tonight just to check on him. And she said, it's been such a bad day. He hasn't even been able to say three words to me. Nora. David Bagno, just incredible reporting and interviews. Thank you. We're going to turn now to the Summer Olympics. Tonight, China leads the overall medal count with 18, followed by the U.S. with 14. So far, Team USA is being led by American swimmers who've won eight medals. But it's not all gold, as gymnastics superstar Simone Biles admits the pressure is getting to her ahead of the women's team final. CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. Tonight, there is growing concern Team USA might be losing its way. The star-studded men's basketball team suffered a stunning seven-point defeat to France, its first loss since 2004. Dan Wolken covers basketball for USA Today. It's frustrating because they should be better than this. Katie Ledecky, who won four gold medals in 2016, had to settle for silver in the 400-meter freestyle, losing to Australia's Ariane Titmus. It's never an easy journey to the podium, and so... Um, It's not something I take for granted being up there. Even USA Gymnastics is feeling the pressure, finishing second to the Russians in the qualifying round for the first time in more than a decade. Simone Biles writing, I truly do feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. When you look at Team USA, do we have a problem? We'll just have to see as as we go along. It's still very, very early in this process. The Italians are going to be left But there were some bright spots. Among them, gold for the men's relay, keeping Caleb Dressel's dream of winning seven gold medals alive. A typhoon turned tropical storm tracking north of Tokyo postponed several events, while COVID cases continued to mount with at least 153 positive tests connected to the games now, including Spain's golf superstar, John Rahm. As the gymnastics team looks to a rebound in competition in the next round, they're down one of their own. Michaela Skinner, the squad's oldest member, is headed home after failing to qualify for an events final. She says on Instagram she's heartbroken. It was her first Olympics. Nora. Jamie Yukis, thank you. 
And now this, California's largest wildfire is still growing tonight, destroying homes and forcing more evacuations. The Dixie Fire has doubled in size in less than a week, and it's one of 86 blazes that are burning out west. CBS's Carter Evans reports from Crescent Mills, California. The Dixie Fire tore through the community of Indian Falls, overwhelming firefighters struggling to save homes. The flames leaving behind torched cars and reducing houses to rubble. It's where Elizabeth Catterson used to live. What was it like to see your old house burn to the ground? It was heart-wrenching. Just devastation all around. The Dixie Fire is now California's largest after combining with another fire. It's burned almost 200,000 acres. Nearly 5,500 firefighters are working to contain the flames amid dangerous conditions with thick smoke. Can you describe to me what it looks like when you're driving into the fire? It'd be similar to a blizzard where you could see maybe 20 to 30 feet in front of your headlights at times. It's one of 86 raging wildfires being fueled by extreme heat and intense drought compounded by climate change. Firefighters talk about spot fires like this one, and this is actually how the flames are advancing right now. You can see the embers. They fly off and launch themselves into the trees up there and start new fires. In Oregon, the largest fire in the country, the Bootleg Fire, has burned more than 400,000 acres, an area larger than the size of Los Angeles. And the Tamarack Fire, which is now spread to Nevada, isn't expected to be contained until the end of next month. Now, thousands of people are still under evacuation, and sadly, some of them are going to have nothing left to come home to. Now, firefighters did try and save these homes. You can tell they were here by the burned-up hoses they left behind. Nora? Carter Evans, thank you so much. Well, tonight, another heat wave is set to broil much of the country. 35 million Americans are under heat alerts in the central U.S. from Montana to Mississippi. Tens of thousands remain without power in Michigan after several tornadoes touched down near Detroit and Flint on Saturday. In Utah, eight people, including four children, were killed in a 22-vehicle pileup on Sunday during a sandstorm. Several others were injured. All right, here in Washington, a House Select Committee will launch its investigation tomorrow into the deadly January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The hearing promises to be a comprehensive look into the causes and security failures surrounding the insurrection. We get more on this from CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Video from D.C. police officer Mike Fanone's body camera shows the violence up close on January 6th. I was pretty severely beaten. He's one of four officers set to testify Tuesday about their harrowing experience. But the committee Fanon will appear before is itself under attack. Right now, made up of just seven Democrats and two anti-Trump Republicans, Liz Cheney and newly appointed Adam Kinzinger. Last week, Speaker Pelosi rejected two of Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's picks for the panel, so he polled all five. Today, McCarthy called the committee probe a predetermined sham and took aim at Cheney and Kinzinger. Adam and Liz, aren't they kind of like Pelosi Republicans? It's childish. We're doing big things right now. We're we're getting to the answers of the worst attack on the Capitol uh, since the War of 1812. Uh, You can call me whatever names you want. Some Republicans want to punish Kinzinger and Cheney for participating. Ohio's Jim Jordan, who Speaker Pelosi booted off the panel, says their constituents should make that decision. Let the voters in in, in those respective districts decide. Uh, My hunch is... The voters in Illinois and, and, and Wyoming are going to probably want someone different to represent them in the, in the next Congress. 
Perhaps in an effort to be more bipartisan, Cheney will make one of two opening statements at the beginning of tomorrow's hearing. She will follow the Democratic chairman. The committee is also expected to rely heavily on video tomorrow, including images the public may not have seen before. Nora. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thank you. President Biden made big news today saying that the U.S. military's combat mission in Iraq will be finished by the end of this year. About 2,500 American troops are still in Iraq. It's not clear how many will stay behind to train and assist Iraqi forces. U.S. troops in Afghanistan will be reduced to just a few hundred by the end of next month, bringing an end to America's longest war. A close advisor to former President Trump pleaded not guilty today to federal charges of illegally lobbying for the United Arab Emirates. Tom Barrack, who also ran the Trump inaugural committee, was freed from jail on Friday on a $250 million bond, including $5 million in cash. That's actually one of the largest criminal bails in history. We turn now to Florida's Gulf Coast and that awful outbreak of red tide. Beaches near Tampa have been littered with dead fish killed by a massive algae bloom that marine scientists say has been worsened by pollution. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. Tyler Capella took us out on Tampa Bay to see what he calls his nightmare. Gnarly. Oh, man, that's nasty. Dead fish everywhere. Oh, man, this just goes forever. Killed by a red tide, a massive algae bloom that has turned Tampa Bay toxic. As a fisherman, what's it like to see this? Oh man, I mean, it's it's devastating. My worst fears have, have come true. Capella runs a fishing charter business and is documenting the fish kill to pressure elected officials to help. He even covered himself in dead fish. Do I have your attention now? What's the worst you've seen? Dead fish as far as you could see in every direction. I mean, big ones, small ones, it looked like a bomb had gone off. Red tides do naturally occur off the coast of Florida, but scientists say they're now happening more frequently and humans are making them worse. Warming ocean temperatures due to climate change may lead to more red tides. And this spring, more than 200 million gallons of polluted water from an old phosphate plant was dumped in the bay, which could have made this red tide worse. It now stretches for about 100 miles of the Florida Gulf Coast and had moved right into Tampa Bay. Now that is very unusual. Michael Crosby studies red tides at Sarasota's Marine Laboratory. It becomes very difficult for it to get back out again because of the tidal sloshing back and forth. Tyler Capella worries he's running out of time. Are you worried about your livelihood? Oh, 100%. My fear is that this entire region has potential to become a dead zone. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Tampa Bay. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A shortage of jet fuel is disrupting flights across several western states. Adding to the problem is the extra fuel needed by aircraft fighting the wildfires. There's less fuel available because of a shortage of tanker truck drivers and refineries not being at full capacity. 
All right, tonight, dramatic video shows the aftermath of a home explosion. Near Altoona, Pennsylvania, there were complaints of a gas leak before the house went up in flames. Homes nearby caught on fire and the area was evacuated. Several people were injured. Police officers are often called real-life superheroes, and this video proves it. Two New York cops in Yonkers rushed to the scene after an out-of-control car ran over a woman and her baby. Officers, with the help of several Good Samaritans, freed the two by lifting the car. The mother and baby are hospitalized, but will survive. The driver was charged with driving while intoxicated and vehicular assault. A story. We take you now to Potomac, Maryland. That's just outside D.C. Some students there designed a life-changing invention. And CBS's Chip Reed has the story. When Phoenix <laughs> King was born four months ago, his parents, Jeremy and Chelsea, faced a difficult road ahead. My husband, Jeremy, had brain surgery just over three years ago to remove a brain tumor, um, which left him with some physical challenges and physical disabilities. One big question, how could he safely take Phoenix for a walk? Chelsea, a teacher at Bullis, a private school in Maryland, contacted the head of the school's technology lab. He presented the challenge to his students, including Jacob Zlotnitsky and Ibenka Espinoza, who both hope to study astrophysics in college. What was the best part about coming up with this design and seeing that it worked. Just seeing the smiles on their faces. And the relief that, oof, it worked. (laughs) (laughs) The Wee Stroll, as they call it, won two international design awards. Pull it nice and taut. This is really secure. Yes, and they actually, I think they dumped a bunch of cinder blocks in it and actually, you know, weight tested it at the school a couple times, which I think the kids were really into. For Jeremy, it's a godsend. I never thought I'd be able to do something like this safely. I feel wonderful. I feel ecstatic. Ecstatic over the simple pleasure of taking a stroll with his family. Chip Reed, CBS News, Potomac, Maryland. All right, tomorrow we'll take you to Pennsylvania, one of the worst states for crumbling roads and bridges. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.